On today's show, Volkswagen redesigns its corporate structure, Porsche destroys the competition at Le Mans, and what it took to get the Camaro's chief engineer to accept a four-cylinder engine. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily for June 15th of 2015. Volkswagen chairman Ferdinand Piecht is barely out the door and the company is already embarking on a major restructuring. Reuters reports that Volkswagen will be broken into four separate holding groups. The Volkswagen brand, Seat and Skoda will form one group, Audi, Lamborghini and Ducati will be the second, Porsche, Bentley and Bugatti will be the third, and then all the trucks, Scania, Man, and VW Commercial will form the fourth. Under Piek, all the brands had far more autonomy to make their own decisions and compete against each other. VW says the new structure will allow for faster decision making. We think there will be more changes to come now that Piek is gone, like getting rid of the VW Phaeton, which the former chairman really liked, but which turned out to be a complete sales dud. Well, Porsche triumphed in dramatic fashion at the 24 Hours of Le Mans over the weekend. Its 919 hybrid race cars finished 1-2, handedly beating Audi, which finished in third place and fourth place, several laps behind. The nearest Toyota was in sixth place. Nissan had entered three of its GTR LM cars, and though one of them was still running at the end, it was so far behind, it was not even classified as finishing but Nissan did dominate the LMP2 category. Corvette Racing racked up another win in the hard-fought GTE Pro category. A Ferrari 458 Italia took the win in GTE AM. If you hadn't seen those Porsche 919 hybrids, they're absolutely astounding. The sound they make and the way they accelerate is unlike anything you've ever witnessed in a race car. We'll be back with more right after this. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems. Breakthrough technologies for lightweight vehicles. And by Hyundai. Learn more at Hyundai.com. Mitsubishi has seen a bit of a resurgence in the U.S., but even so, the automaker could consider closing its one and only assembly plant in the United States. A decision will come later this year. The only vehicle made at the plant is the Outlander Sport, and it will only make about 60,000 of them, well below the plant's capacity of 240,000 vehicles. Amazingly, almost half of all the Outlander Sports made at the plant are exported to Russia. And that market is crumbling right in front of our eyes. The Sport is also made in four other plants around the world, and Mitsubishi does not need that much capacity. The real wonder is how that plant in the U.S. has stayed open this long. Honda was hit hard from the Takata airbag fiasco, but it's also had a number of other recalls unrelated to that problem, mostly with the fit. Bloomberg says that's why the company decided to push out its CEO Takanobu Itu and replace him with Takahiro Hachigo. Analysts believe the company needs a big shakeup, but even with the new CEO, they don't expect to see any significant changes. Measuring speed and lap times are highly critical to any serious race car driver, but biometric data can be just as useful. So in partnership with a company called Sensoria, Renault has introduced a smart t-shirt 
with an integrated heart rate module that links to an app via Bluetooth. A race car driver typically has an elevated heart rate for extended periods, so real-time feedback on cardio and aerobic fitness are a real plus. The idea behind the $160 shirt is for drivers to learn how to control their heart rate. And coming up next, what it took to convince the chief engineer of the new Chevy Camaro to add a four-cylinder turbo to the muscle car's lineup. The 2016 Chevy Camaro comes standard with a 2.0-liter 4-cylinder turbo engine, helping to make it the most fuel-efficient Camaro ever. But Al Oppenheiser, the chief engineer of the car, told us on the most recent Autoline After Hours that it took some convincing before he embraced the new engine. A couple years back, um, I got called in the office by my boss, and he closed the door and introduced me to some powertrain folks. And, I said, well, I know all the powertrain guys. I listed off all the V8 chiefs and the <laughs> V6 chiefs. And I said, wait a minute, you're, you're the four-cylinder guys. And they says, you know, it's time, to, it's time to pour you some Kool-Aid. So you fast forward to last fall. We were over in Germany doing some testing at the Nürburgring and the Autobahn and some of the great German country roads. And it was an overcast day. We weren't using the track. So I filled up the four-cylinder engine and went out and tested on the Autobahn. I ran a full tank of fuel and I came back and got out of the car and I said, this thing's a rock star. It really is. And I think that uh, the people that have grown up with four-cylinder engines completely accept them. They're going to be there, but I think it's going to grow a new um, acceptance of uh, turbocharged four-cylinders in this segment. If you want to learn more about the development of the new Camaro, make sure you check out that episode on our website or on our YouTube channel. And don't forget that our guest on Autoline After Hours this Thursday is Craig Metros, the exterior designer of the Ford GT. So here's your chance to learn a lot more about the car that the Ford Motor Company will be racing at next year's 24 Hours of Le Mans. That wraps up today's show. Thanks for watching. Please join us again tomorrow.